Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 53, Love as a Sacrificial Lamb, Birthday Banter and Honest Reveals. So everyone, it is our birthday today. We are officially one year old and we couldn't be happier. We can't believe how this podcast has taken up and we have you to all thank for it. So thank you very much for being here. If you've been with us since the beginning, then thank you very much. And if you've just joined in, welcome to our podcast. We are four friends who really just want to share the spiritual journey, whether we're presenting the skeptic point of view or the fringe point of view through what we've actually experienced. And we love bringing on guests. And so today we're going to give you a little bit of birthday banter and talk about the year in review. We're going to give you some honest reveals about what we thought about past topics and past guests. And uh, we'd actually love for your input, your comments on what you think if you had some similar uh, insight or maybe you have some different insight. So uh, let's get into the show and find out what we had to say. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. You're listening to episode 53, and 53 happens to be our one-year anniversary. We have now been doing this for a year, so happy anniversary, Lisa, Michael, and Brian. This is like a big deal. Happy anniversary. Yeah, when we... (laughs) What did you say, Michael? Where's my cake? (laughs) I was expecting that. Brian was supposed to bake the cake since he's the baker. I am the baker. Although I'm gluten-free now, so... Really gluten-free baker. My cakes probably suck now. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Yeah, I'm going to pass too. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is really cool because I remember... I was literally, Michael, at your condo when the birth of this idea came out. And <laughs> I was like, you are you are actually on a trip while I was still at your condo. And you came back and I'm like, so we're starting a uh, podcast with Lisa. And, oh, going uh, to Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we really didn't know where it was going to go. We just knew that we laughed a lot at our conversations and thought it would be fun to share with people. And so it's really kind of taken on a whole nother life that I don't think any of us were anticipating. And especially over the last few months, we've had incredible growth in our audience. And um, we just thought to all of you listening that it might be fun to do a a year in review and... uh, kind of talk about what we've learned, where we've been burned, and, um, you know, favorite episodes and things like that. So who wants to go first? All right, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Don't everybody talk at once. (laughs) I know. Um, I didn't want to talk over anybody. (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you, Lisa, where, what are your thoughts about the podcast from the birth of it to where we are now? Oh, well, you know, at first it just, as you said, we just thought it would be fun to share, you know, these interesting conversations that we have um, with each other. And I feel like it's really grown into a lot more, um, especially with all the, because of all the guests that we've had, we've had just so many amazing guests that have taught us so much. And I think it's become a lot broader than I thought it would be and a lot more in depth. And I've learned a lot of things. So, um, I'm really, I'm really excited about where, where it is and where it's going to continue to take us. Yeah. And Michael, how do you feel? Because you were here from the beginning. Well, like I said, I enjoy talking to all of you guys. Um, although, I'll tell you what, when I'm actually listening to the podcast and the episodes, when I'm not on it, kind of like listening as a observer, I realize that we sound very opinionated and like we, we all four of us know and have the truth. And it can be a little bit uh, distracting to my ears because like sometimes I'm really trying to turn over a new leaf uh, and I've spoke about this in the past with in past podcasts of not being certain because I think that's where our problem is in this world and online is when we're certain that our point is correct and we're certain that you are wrong and that's where I think a lot of people get into these uh, rage and outrage kind of uh, syndromes that's going on out there so I realize when we're listening to our podcasts and all of us are guilty, including myself. We get into those, I'm certain I'm right and I'm certain you're wrong. And we have so many opinions, but that's kind of the fun life about our podcast. Although if we just 
our cognitive of our opinions being opinions and not facts, then it can be probably even more smooth in the future, I would imagine. Interesting. Brian, what are your thoughts? Well, I am always right. Um, <laughs> there's that. So there's that. Uh, no, I, I, you know, not having been on for uh, the entirety of the year, uh, but to, but to hear, you know, different points of view and, you know, I just, the truth is out there. I think that's uh, what they say in the X-Files episodes. The truth is out there. Um, and I, I think it's, it's interesting that we're trying to help bring issues to light, whether I believe in things or not. I, it's it's always been interesting ideas and it's opened you know it's opened my mind to things um i've done you know experiments as as we all know um from some of the ideas and then you know shit happens <laughs> and it's you know it's hard to it's hard to dispute um things but you know to, to me i mean if if i were to say anything contrary to what michael just said i wouldn't say that i'm always certain about how i feel but to me and I hate to put it on where I'm from, you know, being being Missouri, which is the show me state. It's like, I just want to see it, you know? And I think, I think that's what's so interesting for the things that I've experienced. What, what is with, the number one thing that you've experienced, if you don't mind me interrupting? Because I'm kind of curious. Well, now. you know, the, 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 I think the two most immediate ones are one, I don't even know if we've really talked about it on the episode, but it's, it's what, it's, it's Lisa's, uh, channeling of of light language you know i mean for for her and i you know our first date involved light language um and you know there was this one time she called me i was like 1 a.m we had just started dating or maybe we weren't we weren't dating yet and she was just speaking light language when she first started speaking light language she couldn't control it at all now if it comes she can kind of say hey just give me a break i'm not ready to do this but when it first happened she she, she could be in a meeting just all of a sudden just start speaking light language. It would just come over. But she, it was really late one night. It was, it was around one and she called me and she just was speaking light language. And she, she, she had this sense that it was a message for me. Sometimes that happens when she, when she channels as well, that it's a message specifically for, you know, or it's a message for a specific person. So she said, I got this message for you. You're just going to have to listen. And as she's, speaking light language to me over the phone, I was getting this sense of, cause you know, I don't remember if she's talked light language, spoken light language on, on the air before, but you know, it's a soul language. You can't understand it with your mind or your ears. And so I'm hearing this, these sounds, and I just got this clear idea that this is for my daughter, for Kaya. So I kept kind of saying to myself, when she's done, just tell her that it was about Kaya. When she's done, tell her, I was kind of just kind of saying that over and over so I wouldn't forget because I didn't know how long it was gonna it was gonna last. And then all of a sudden she stops and she says, "They tell me you know what it's about." And that's the kind of proof that I need for who I am as a person. And the other one was the the experimentation to send good thoughts. And I sent, you know, positive thoughts for a week, you know, and, you know, Nicole really challenged me on this one because I was expecting, I wanted to do it for, you know, some famous person. And Nicole said, no, you have to, you know, do it for somebody, you know, that, that, that you, you have know, a that you have a relationship with. And I did it for a week and to the day, a week to the day, I got a text from my ex-wife saying, you know, I've got some positive news or something like that. And that, that was the weird thing is what I think I, I remember during the episode, Nicole says, try it and something positive will happen. And that was the word that was used. Hey, something positive happened with your daughter. And it was, I mean, th- those two types of things, you know, I can't, I can't discount that. And, and it's never that I don't believe in what y- you guys believe in. It's more, I just need to see it for myself. Well, looks like we're down to one skeptic, guys. Yeah. Well, no, that's not fair because I I'm feel the like most skeptical person. 
Yeah, no, I think you okay, well this it, this is you made a very great point because it really does boil down to your own personal experience. There are things Michael that you've experienced that Brian hasn't. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like I kind of backtrack on the stuff that I experienced. I don't I definitely downplay it now that time has Sure, has of course you do between. because that's a very normal thing to do when time has passed and you don't have any progress to move and move forward further in yeah. it. That that happens yeah. all the time. Um, and it's within, it's within our mind to constantly doubt, you know, if you don't have consistent proof showing up, but you know, the reality is, I mean, and you've said it yourself, you kind of backed away from it all, right? I didn't back away. I just, I know. I just kind of more like, uh, oh, I don't know about backed away. Maybe it was more like, um, I just didn't, I don't know. I can't really put my words together because I, I wouldn't don't want to say I backed away because I I just want to follow my own path more like I don't really want to sit there and you know every you know what it was actually let me let me say it this way with all of our guests and all their contradictive uh, personalities within each other like you know one guest says this one guest says that it's not like everybody has it it, does, it sounds like it's just pure chaos out there nobody's got their shit together on what is actually going on out there. And so when I sense that, when I get confused, like if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be buying something, I'm getting confused from multiple different salespeople. I walk away. I walk away. And so with all of our guests, I walked away. I walked away from them and what they've been telling us to more like, okay, I'm gonna have to do this on my own. I think that's awesome. Yeah, you know. And so it's like I'll I'll figure out this path and. You know, I'll take little ideas and things like that here and there, but more on like, you know, I guess I'll use that discern thing that you guys keep talking about, but more on like what I feel like is correct. I think that's a really important lesson that a lot of people end up learning. And I think you learned it really early on versus I think what, like for me, my discernment, I didn't really realize that until 20 years into this whole journey. So you for you to be learning that within your first year, I think is pretty amazing. And to have the uh, the the knowing within you that you just want to stop listening to all the outside things and just do what feels right for you, I think is a very strong quality to have when you're on that journey. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some things that uh, interpersonally that the just doing this podcast has made me force me to reflect upon myself, and that has helped me. Internally, with with uh, um, you know controlling ego and stopping the judgment, but also it reflects on relationships I have out there, and and I look at that as a big positive. So even as a skeptic, even if I you know believe Lisa is just making up gobbledygook when she talks about stuff, things like you know our podcast still does help me when it comes to just how I interact with people on a daily basis, including well, I think that's an interesting point because I, I, I would say, and this might be an overgeneralization, but I think people that are in Michael's and my camp, more of a skeptical viewpoint, don't necessarily understand or believe in a lot of these spiritual aspects that you don't, we don't look inward. I never did. I never bothered to, to think about what was going on around me and okay, really, you know, examining this, we talked about this on that, that episode, you know, that was about my, you know, experience, uh, that I, I never stopped to look back and I was like, okay, this is what happened. I believe this. And I, you know, I, there, you don't have that inward self-reflection, the self-reflection. You just kind of just, bounce through life and you're just fed the shit, you know, you listen to the news, you watch the TV, you read the paper and you just take your, you know, your shovels full of shit that life gives you and you plod along versus what, what I see that's just incredible about you, Lisa and Nicole is that you guys, you don't just enjoy every moment. Cause I, I, I feel like I really enjoy every moment of my life, but you guys are, are really into it in a way deeper level. Wow, that's I a great point. That's a great point about, I mean, that you've gotten that out of this podcast is amazing. And, and, you know, I think that what this has grown into that I guess I didn't realize from the beginning is the people that we've touched 
and some of the comments that we've gotten back and our followers and, and how much they enjoy the show and, and that it has opened their mind and to an awakening, or maybe they were already on this journey, but we've, we've really helped to guide them a little. And, and that has been um, the part that makes me the most excited about it is that we're actually, you know, touching people's lives and maybe helping them to see things just like Brian said, even as a skeptic, you know, just the fact that you're actually looking inward more, or even know that that's something I know that we've had conversations where, you know, about that. And Brian's like, yeah, I just, that never even really occurred to me before, but now I think about it. Yeah. And I think, sorry, I was going to say, I think that also what's really cool about the show is that a lot of our audience members through the comments and I, I'm getting, I get like Facebook messages and emails and people tell me how it's so nice to listen in on people saying and talking about experiences that they're having, but they can't share with anyone else. And so they don't feel crazy. (laughs) Like, you know, I know we joke about it on the show, like, you know, Michael and Brian think like Lisa and I are batshit crazy or crackpots as Michael calls us. But you know, it's, it's, and and although there's some truth to what they're saying, um, (laughs) you know, at the, at, at the end of the day, you guys are really accepting of who we are and don't really make us feel that way as we just joke about it. And so when people can come in and listen in and know that they're not alone and that there are other people out there who are, who are experiencing similar things or, you know, have feelings about certain things that are similar to them it, it's it's really nice to know you're not alone and i think that's huge you know what's really cool you, you what you guys both said you're talking about our listeners i've never really again because this is not me to look back and reflect and i'm doing it right now i'm thinking about i'm reflecting on this podcast it's pretty fucking cool that people listen to us talk i mean <laughs> there there are people that look forward to Every week that this thing comes out and they like on Thursday, they like, they can't wait for Thursday and they listen. I was like, there are people that are not the four of us (laughs) that are wanting to listen to us. And it's cool. I feel sad for them and I'll keep them in my prayer. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, okay. You know, when, Oh, I just wanted to say, you know, piggyback on what you were saying, Nicole, about our our guests. You know, we've had such a, a great array of guests as well, like the ones that you said, you know, have told their stories for the first time on our show. You know, yeah. Marcus Spellbound and even Jim Dierks, like some of these things that people didn't want to share with their loved ones um, because they didn't, or their friends, you know, their coworkers, they don't want people to know. And it's helped them to be a more accepting of themselves. Yeah. You know? And then we've had guests who are very much out there writing books about this stuff and traveling around the world and speaking about it. So I, I just think that um, I'll give the credit to you, Nicole, for finding such great, varied mix of guests that Agreed. we've had on the show. Good job. Well, I'll be honest, some of them have really come to us, you know, and reached out to us. And and so I I think we're all putting out that energy and creating some sort of beautiful vortex around the show that's attracting who we need to attract to uh, at the time that they're coming in. And I know maybe Brian and Michael don't agree with that, but um, that's how I feel. I feel like we're all putting a certain level of energy into it. And I think we've got a really great recipe uh, that not other podcasts offer. Like, I really like that we offer varying viewpoints. I really like that we can get a little heated with one one another and then in the same breath be laughing, uh, two seconds later. I think that's a really positive thing. And, um, I, I think, you know, with our guests too, what you said, Lisa, I'm so, overjoyed and feel so blessed to be able to have these guests on, whether they're real authorities on the topics that they're talking about, or they're just, you know, sharing their experience for the first time. I, I don't think there's any hierarchy of um, shared experiences that are worth listening to and less worth listening to. I think everyone matters and everyone's journey is just as important as the other. And I think there's something raw and beautiful about someone speaking about it for the first time. 
And but then there's also like great insight that comes with those who've been doing this for a while. And so I think it's nice to have that mix. Absolutely. So since we've talked about what we've learned, does anyone want to share with us something that maybe you've been burned by on this episode or not this episode, but this podcast? Burned? Yeah. Like, have you been, have you felt burned by like some of the by stuff? By you? Yeah. Call me an asshole. <laughs> In the best episode that we had, granted it was about, you know, yours truly, but I, yeah, and, and we did. We talked when you came out with that name. Lisa and I were both, you know, you, you texted it over to us in the morning. I was like, how awesome is this name? And I was just like, that's not an awesome episode name at all. <laughs> yeah, but, Brian was a little butthurt <laughs> over being called the asshole. <laughs> but uh, just in print, you know, he likes to joke. We like to joke about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could because, and, and you know, that that's kind of how it. That was the difference to me. It's one thing to joke about it, you know, and you you hear the joking in the voice when you're listening to the podcast. There's another thing when it's big, bold letters. Brian is an asshole. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, I didn't. But, you know, whatever. It's I, I'm, I am a public person now. I mean, we're on a podcast. We are public people. People listen to us. So I'm, you know, I'm just the talent. and what great talent you bring you and your entire ego it's lovely lovely i know Uh, michael what about you is there anything that's happened throughout the year where you feel maybe it wasn't on the podcast but anything that you feel burned by oh well i would i think the term burn is not what i would describe i'd be like maybe uh tried to be fooled with uh in so Michelle Paisley, The Power of Ten Lady. I completely don't believe in anything that she has to say uh, because of what happened when she, when the quote-unquote Power of Ten were talking to me. And, uh, and I use a turn of phrase that is very, you know, rare. Uh, you know, I said my friends were like a revolving door in my life. And when she came out of her Power of Ten, you know, trance or whatever, uh, she was talking to me about it, but she claimed that she has no idea what these power of 10, you know, say through her, you know, mind or whatever. And then yet she t- used the exact same phrase, the rotating door when she was talking back to me. And I found that very interesting. And that was enough for me to call BS on what she was saying. She also said that, you know, if, if it's true or not, as long as I am bringing hope to people that's what matters. I'm like, okay, whatever. But like the same mannerisms, the same lengthy speech that she would give during the power of 10, it, it was the same when she would talk in person. And so I just really, in my mind, go, okay, I'm not going to believe anything she has to say, which is a knock against channeling in the in the first place, which I never really believed anyway. I was yeah, I, I got to say, I agree with you wholeheartedly that that's one of the hardest things for me to understand. And I know you guys talked about that in an early episode, um, you know, about f- fakes and Charlotte, Charlotte. And right. And but when like you're that. channeling, and I know that we did, we have brought this up that you're only, the channel is only as good as the vessel that it's coming through. So it's, I mean, it's going someone's channeling some of their personality and mannerisms and things are obviously going to come through. They're the vessel in which it's Yeah, but but coming. she was lying. She was at the point that point in my opinion lying. And I don't like being lied to. I, I don't like being fooled. If you want to throw on a show and say it's a play and say you're acting, think. Okay, good. Tell me. But when you're sitting there saying no, this is the truth and it's an outright lie to me based off of the evidence that I've heard then I'm going to stop believing pretty much anything you have to say after that. Yeah, some some things are harder to believe than than others. So you know. yeah, and and I and I think you know, Michael, if that's really what you feel within, like that wasn't right and it was false for you, then that's your that's totally you listening to your inner, you know, 
guidance. I, I caught on. I caught on to that during that podcast. I caught on to that immediately, and I didn't want to say anything out of respect for her being on there. Uh, and I kind of kick myself now for not saying anything. But I, you know, I'm not the type of person that, uh, like, even in my professional life, that will embarrass somebody in front of other people if I uh, found out that they were, you know, not or misleading. I'll definitely correct later if I have to with the other with my clients. But like. I don't like to have that confrontation of embarrassment. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? The whole point of this podcast, the whole point of Brian and I being on this was to actually call people out like that. And 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 even with like sometimes uh, within our own personal group, our little uh, chats that we do back and back and forth between all four of us, we like to call each other out on stuff all the time. And yet the next day we're fine with each other. But we call we call each other out all the time, and that's the way I should have acted within that. Podcast, yeah, and I think opinion. that if you had asked, you could have asked in a way that wasn't disrespectful. You know, like you could have asked her about that. Well, I, I asked, or I'm like, or it would have been like, I think you're lying, so I don't know what else to say. But I, I will say <laughs> I'm this. I'm not sure what I would be asking. Yeah, and I will say this. I actually don't agree that that's a reason to disbelieve her, and the reason why. And I'm not telling you not to believe what you're believing. That's I think you should stay with what you believe. But I'm just going to give you my perspective on it is that when you're channeling um, that there's got to be, even though you're not, you're kind of like stepping out of the vessel in a way and allowing another consciousness to come in, your consciousness is still present. You still know what's going on, even though the human aspect is maybe not there. And so for her to use that term uh, like a revolving door when she was lucid and out of the channeling, to me, could have been her just pulling something out of her consciousness without even knowing that she was saying it. And I, I feel like that is a very likely possibility to explain why she said those that when it was said in your channeling session. Um, whether that's true or not, that like that that remains to be seen. But that was what my initial thought would be: is that it it's there. Like I mean, and we think about what Augie just talked about on last week's episode. You know, if you think it, you've put it out there into the universe. And so, like you know, Brian. Well, according to Augie, according to Augie, we didn't think anything. Somebody's inputting inputting our thoughts into our brain, like we're just some sort of friggin' avatar, which I don't really care for either. But like you know, if it's there. No, it's but there. what I'm talking about is is like you know how Brian, you were saying like uh, some pe- some people will come up with an idea and then someone's already put it out there, and it's like because as soon as you start thinking about something, it's already getting projected into the consciousness, and so whether whether it was you originally thinking it or maybe because it was in the consciousness, you're now thinking it. Uh, I don't know, but I think it would go for the same deal with the whole channeling, which I understand is you know, far fetched for Michael to understand or Brian. Very yeah, far fetched. This would not, this would not pass in court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't but I think him. you're, you know, just, we've talked a lot about the discernment muscle too. And just, you know, there's plenty of valid psychics and channelers. And I think, Michelle Paisley Reed is definitely a valid Chandler, but that doesn't mean that everything that she tells you is going to resonate with you, or you're going to feel like it's truth. Like Nicole said, and maybe, you know, sometimes we're maybe just not ready to hear that information or it's not what we need to hear right now. It doesn't mean that the psychic or the Chandler on the other side, isn't giving you what they believe is truth or what they feel is coming in. Yeah, but when you and I are two different mindsets for, you know, you believe that there can be a psychic. I don't. So if you sit down in front of a psychic and the psychic tells you information, you're going to believe it. If that same psychic with the same abilities sits down in front of me and tells me information, I'm not going to believe it from the word go. And I think for Michael speaking for him here, I don't think she had a chance she, I don't think she had a chance to be something, to prove something to him. Because at our core, we just don't believe it. We just don't believe that this thing can happen and that somebody's going to give you this information and it's going to come. I, I actually felt more very open to the idea of channeling when she was going through it. But that, but with, when I, when she 
talked to me after the channeling session was done and then I heard what she said, it just completely, I mean, I think what you're saying, Brian, is I, it, it's, it's on thin ice, the belief. Yeah, it was on thin ice. From the beginning. It was on thin ice, but everything on this podcast for me and I would imagine yourself as well, Brian, is on thin ice. Uh, and so the ice broke definitely. And uh, that was it. And but so I, I'm like, also hearing you say she kind of set that up for you by going out of her way to say, when I'm channeling, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So she, she put she, that she, in your, she, in your yeah, mind. She, in a way she kind of screwed herself over. If she, if she said, Oh, sometimes I, I, uh, can remember sometimes I don't. Yeah. I would so have been she okay would have with said that. that you would have had a different experience. So, I mean, it's, it's just interesting that just a few words, you know, the power of, of just a few words can change your perception. I will say this, Absolutely. I will say this, and then I wanna actually touch on this for you, Michael, why I actually think it's a cool thing of why you're feeling this way. Um, but I've had channeling sessions with, um, with someone else before who goes under and doesn't know anything that's going on. However, towards the end, as it's getting ready to to close out, he does have some visions that he remembers and what he sees, and he'll tell me about them. And they often relate to what has been channeled, but it's right at the end. And he just, he's like, this is what I just saw. And then that, that's it. And so he's picking up on something. He doesn't know what it is. He has no idea what he said to me. Uh, the whole thing's recorded. And th so there's that element. And that's why I think that because what she said to you about the revolving door was towards yeah, the end. Nicole, it, if you go back though, after she said the revolving door, she stopped, she stuttered, she got freaked out because she realized she showed okay. her car. All right, so you know what? You know what's going to happen? Go back and listen to it. <laughs> you, because I, I, I re, uh, not rewatched, whatever, reheard the podcast, and it was, it, and I wasn't fooled. I'm like, yep. She okay. caught herself in her mind, and she got <laughs> so distracted. You know, every listener is going to go back and listen to that right now. <laughs> and they, and they freaking should. Um, you know? But here's here's what I think is actually really cool um, for you, is that. What could be a possibility is that you really aren't meant to believe in this channeling stuff. For whatever reason on your path, it's just not part of it. And your soul is asking you to depart channeling as a means for you to get answers. Okay. I mean, that's one one way to spin it. I mean, it's an it's an, it's a it's a possibility. It's a thought. It's, uh, I, I really don't like this. You're predisposed to go through these things in life. I'm, I'm not on that bandwagon either uh, yet, or maybe never will. But it, it, it's a thought. Yeah. yeah. Was that episode nine? Ten. I think it was nine or ten. 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 So for everyone, if you want to go back and listen, and you know what? Listen to it. No, ten. Ten was Heather Sartain. Oh, yeah. Nine. Nine was Mr. It's part two of Michelle. Okay. Yeah, there's there's two episodes in a row, part one and part part two. Eight <laughs> so our nine. listeners can go back and listen to episode nine and see if you agree with Michael or if you have other insights into it. Uh, that would be cool to hear about. Um, yeah, so if you can find different ways to spin this like Nicole, <laughs> give her a break. Hey, there's multiple <laughs> ways of looking at this. But I mean, at the end of the day, Michael, you need to believe whatever it is that you need to believe in. It's not my job or Lisa's job or Michelle's job to convince you otherwise. I definitely think not, not to change the topic, but I'm going to throw one more in there and I'm pretty sure that most of us will agree. Uh, what's the woman with the pendant? Lisa, Renee. Lisa. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, Lisa Allen. Pretty, I'm sorry, Allen. Allen. I, I think we've pretty much uh, moved her to the side of yeah things didn't come true so that was a hard it is one. what it is we we had we i was, had a lot I was of wishing that discussion. was the one podcast that, that was the one podcast where i wish everything was coming true that would i mean i, I really wanted to every her to be right yeah and i you know it's and i i'll i don't think she was trying to deceive anyone i really truly believe that She's had instances where everything's worked out. Obviously, that's why she has clients um, and it's working out. But for all of us, uh, nothing's come true. So we'll be upfront and honest about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I still got a year and a half for mine or whatever, so I'll let you guys know in about a year and a half. But... On our on our third well, anniversary. Brian and I have been talking about moving, but she still missed the mark. But we're talking about it. We did start talking about moving. <laughs> which which we brought up a lot, and, and Nicole, you can you definitely agree with this, is like, you've got to be very careful with anybody in in this world that will that will give you predictions to down to like the especially time related predictions yeah that's yeah tough. You, uh, I, I i just don't think it's a good art to get into i don't think <laughs> i think you're putting in a lot of um a lot of risk on pretty much being debunked i mean how often do we got uh, us four we see we hear and, and for that matter everybody in the audience we see things like oh this person thinks the world's going to end on april 21st because of some sort of numerical calculation with you know moses or whatever i don't know and <laughs> All of us are like, uh-huh, whatever, and we roll our eyes and walk past it because it's uh, there's so much BS predictions out there. Well, go ahead, You Lisa. know, I was just going to say, you know, and I was thinking about this, about one of my, what I've learned, the one thing that I've really learned in, in these 52 episodes that we've done, which kind of explains what you're talking about, Michael, but is Marina Jacoby and... I've learned so much about diff- the timelines and jumping timelines. And I can see now how hard it would really be for someone to predict an exact timing of something. Not that I don't believe that they didn't see it exactly that way and that maybe it actually did happen that way on a different timeline. And maybe you just jump timelines and things are different. So I don't necessarily think that these people are wrong, but on the timeline that I ended up being on, it didn't happen that way. So Yeah, and also one of the things that's talked about a lot um, within like the spiritual community right now is that because there's so much more intense energy coming into the planet, which, you know, people talk about the Schumann resonance and um, energy spikes and things like that. Uh, and there are people who talk about the energy waves that time is actually speeding up in a sense of you can literally change the timing of something so quickly, whether it's a good, a positive outcome or a negative outcome, just from certain choices, thoughts, the way you're acting, things that you say, that can really uh, manifest a lot faster. And the higher you vibrate, uh, like the higher your frequency is, the quicker you start manifesting things. And so if you're not careful about certain things of your thoughts, words, actions, that you could easily manifest something undesirable much faster than before. And so there is that aspect that falls into it. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to make excuses for anyone. I'm just really trying to throw out all uh, the information that I know that could be part of the reasons why this is happening. So. Well, speaking of thoughts, we just talked about this last week. Napoleon Hill said thoughts are things. And um, it just reminded it just made me think of of Aggie Nost, who's been on twice. And what a what a cool guy. Yeah, he is. Love him. One of my Definitely one of my favorite guests. <laughs> that was the thought that. And it's now become a thing. <laughs> Thoughts are things. Oh, I. You know, I. Yeah, I was going to say, I get where Brian's going. I totally was like waiting for Brian to finish his thing. And then I realized exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm slow. I'm on the slow bus today. Never mind me. <laughs> now I'm confused. I was talking about thoughts and how quickly you can des- uh, manifest an undesirable outcome, just as an undesirable outcome as much as a positive one, depending on your thoughts. And he was just oh, talking about yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, okay. And I, that is something that I have uh, has changed within me in the past year is definitely positive versus negative as far as your thoughts go it's definitely made a huge difference interpersonally within my life and i'm not going to sit there and say it's a spiritual thing i'm just sitting there saying it's good for you it's good for you to have positive thoughts to yourself and to other people it's just good feels better 
Yeah, it feels better. And so when you do, you, you'll see a negative person in your life and you realize, why the heck are you hanging around this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't fix them or help them become more positive, if they're, I hate to say it, lost cause of negativity, yeah, I'm walking away. I hate this. I'm selfish. No, that's that actually an act of self-love. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah. It is healthy. I think that we, that's something that maybe we think, oh, we're not being nice. You know, we have to be nice. We have a duty to this person. We, you know, should help them. Maybe it's friends or even family members. And we put all this time and energy into them and they never, they never change. They really don't, you care more about their well being than they do, you know? And at some point you, you do have to, just love yourself and walk away. Or if you hang around them, it, it reminds me of, uh, this is kind of like a good segue into our future podcast of what dreams may come. Oh with yeah. Robin Williams. I have. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. When he follows his, his uh, wife after she committed suicide mm-hmm. into the depths of hell, he's like, I, okay, out of love for this person, I'm just going to continue and, and remain in hell with you. Where we're like going, no, get back out there in the you know in the color crayon world or whatever, and enjoy. Uh, that's what we're kind of saying here. Instead of just following someone into and becoming negative. Yeah, and them. I mean, if you remember when John Mathis was on, he you know through his past life regression or soul retrieval and starting to heal uh, himself, like in past lives before they were going to their death, basically that that started to change some of his choices in following lifetimes. Like he was talking about him remembering or being at one of his lifetimes on the Titanic, helping people come off the ship that he started to realize that he wasn't going to leave himself to go down with the ship, that he went on the lifeboat. And one of the things that, you know, we're taught, one of the the falsities that we're taught about love through this uh, matrix, through society, through this version, this tainted version of love is that love is sacrifice. And there is nothing loving about sacrificing anything. Uh, It's, it's been in, taught to us to believe that and so many of us really do believe that and it's hard to pull away from that because you feel like it's such an honorable thing but you know when you look at like for instance with John's story he realized his worth and he realized that he was worth that he could do more for himself and more people by him still living on and I think that you know why was he not able to, in the beginning, see how much he was helping just by getting people on the boat? What a beautiful thing that was. But it wasn't enough until he sacrificed his own life. And then to start to realize that that wasn't necessary, that he did as much as he could, and then it was time to, you know, take care of himself too. And we, you know, you just go back to airplanes. You know, you have to put on that mask first before you put it on your child. Because if you don't have air, how are you supposed to help them? And so this is the this is one of like the fundamentals that we really need to break free of in our belief system that love is sacrifice and it's not. Um, I think that that premise is used to con- as yeah. to control uh-huh. as well. You know, whether it be in a relationship and the way relationships maybe used used to be set up and believing that you know you can just be treated a certain way or you know that you have to sacrifice. I mean, I've, I have a, a friend that is um, very, very religious and her sister's fa- um, husband was very abusive to her. And, and she would speak of it as if, well, you know, this is the cross that she has to carry in this life. Like that she just has to get beaten by her husband. Like that, that's a good thing. Well, you know, they're married and marriage is forever, you know, and this is just, the cross that she carries. And I'm like, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, some people I like to use that to control. And, and love is sacrifice. I mean, I think we have all heard that since yeah. pretty much day one. Yeah. Love you is, hear love from your parents, so what love I've done, selfish. what I've given up to, you know, be here for you and like, oh, the, I know I heard it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, like that's, we're, I said, well, I mean, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I've been taught that belief since a young child. Like I I have early, early memories of it from being a child. 
I sacrificed a lot with my last relationship and it it destroyed me for a long time. So, I mean, like there's there's truth just in my past and when I probably should have been more about I need to take care of myself. I need to make sure I take care of myself from this. Instead, it it hurt me for many years. Uh, what happened? So I can I can completely understand this too. Look, we learned something, learned something <laughs> new in today's And I think you know I think this is something we've all really learned this year. Like it, it, even if we maybe kind of already knew it, but really got I think we got like a good dose of it this year. Past. Uh, I you know for me personally had to walk away from some relationships, and um, and. By, and I didn't want to for the longest time. I put them off. And I've done this in my past, too, with other people. And uh, it's because I feel guilty. You know, you feel like you're abandoning someone or you feel like you're, you know, like you said, you feel selfish, like you're only looking out for number one. And the reality is, is that I think it was a good move for me and like these other people. But it it's hard to, to know that in the moment. And you know, I can speak from my own experience this year since like, you know, stepping away from certain people that may have, you know, not like been the best positive influence on my life, um, that it's completely changed. Like my life has just completely changed in ways that are completely tangible to me uh, that I can't deny. So there's... And, and as a result, I'm so much happier and I feel so much more fulfilled and I'm able to use that energy and, and offer it in service to others who are looking for the help. And so it, it's it all starts to build and expand when you do look after taking care of yourself in a way that's healthy. You know, I think about I was just going to say, I think about that in just my long ass marriage that I had <laughs> and uh and just the way that we were with our kids. And I truly believe, you know, I had to sacrifice for my family. I had to sacrifice to, for my kids to have everything that they wanted and needed. And for my husband to have everything that he wanted and needed yet, I didn't get what I wanted and needed, you know? And I think that now looking back there is definitely a way where you can, you know, have a family and have, you know, have children and not necessarily sacrifice. I mean, obviously you have to, you know, come home and put your kids to bed and feed them and bathe them. And, you know, these are the things that you have to do, but that's done out of love, not out of sacrifice. You still have to remember that you're a person that has needs and wants and desires. And, you know, if that means getting help with a sitter, you know, whatever it is, you have to take care yeah, of yourself. Yeah, like what would too. you say to someone who's listening, like for instance, who may be in that boat, who's a parent and just, you know, not taking any time for themselves and trying to do everything they can for their kids uh, because they just want to be the best parent possible and they believe that that requires all the sacrifice of their needs. Like what would you say given everything that you've learned? I would say honor yourself and that, your, you want to be kids learn, you know, through, we've talked about this kids learn through actions and examples, not from what you tell them. And, and you want for your kids to be a well rounded, balanced person. So you need to be that for them. And it does. So, you know, you don't have to be there 100% of the time you can have a life too. And I think you can show them that, that, you know, you have mommy time and you have mommy and daddy time and you have family time. And you know, that there's sometimes you can't always be there and it's real life, you know, because this is, these are the things that we do to take care of ourselves and teach them that it's important to take care of yourself as well as others. I know my kids, my kids actually, when they got to be teenagers were the ones that brought it to my attention that said, mom, like, just go do something like for yourself. All you do is go to work, come home, clean and take like, go like do something, you know, they actually noticed it. And um, so I, you know, it's just, I, that's what my advice would be is, you know, take care of yourself, be a well-rounded person. And there's ways to incorporate your kids into that as well. You don't have to always do things that they want to do, do things that you want to do, but do things they want to do too. I think that's too. great advice. 
So, yeah, if I had to do it over, it would be I, it would be a lot different. My kids turned out great. Luckily, they're a lot smarter <laughs> than I am. <laughs> they figured out things I didn't teach them. But um, I would I would definitely take more time for myself. I like that. I like that a lot. Self-love, you know, what is the most important thing I've learned on this oh, podcast? Yeah. You have to love <laughs> Michael yourself. Michael loves that. Stupid cliche, but um, I'll give it a little credence saying that you have to think of yourself. I think the word love is what we find confusing because there's so many definitions of love. And, you know, and so it's like, you, you got to take care of yourself, which is a form of love, in my opinion. But, you know, I, I can understand it a little bit more today than I did about a year ago. That's for sure. You know, I wanted to mention totally different subject, but something else that I learned that I think about often now um, is this idea of different timelines and I know Nicole, we've we've talked about this, but I feel like I've experienced some examples of it recently, where you remember something one way, and you know somebody that you were with remembers it, you know, mm-hmm. completely differently. And and I, you know, they talk about this, say, like you know, an investigator, a detective, or police that come to a scene and they, you know, interview all these people and they get, you know, 30 different stories and different views and nobody's on the same page. And it's been actually kind of liberating because now instead of feeling like, no, I know that that's the way it happened. I'm right. You're wrong. You know, I was there. This is what happened. I now feel like, you know what, there's a really, really good possibility that you it happened for you one way and it happened for me another that there's these timelines that could have been jumped and maybe in one timeline like you're still on that other timeline and i move to another one or vice versa and i just it's helped me just kind of let go like of the matrix a little bit where i just let go and i'm okay with it i'm like that's a that's i'm okay to be wrong because I truly believe that you probably did see it that way. I'm, I'm glad you can let go because I was right about that. <laughs> I know. But you talked about that with a friend of yours who said, you know, is it like, it's like the Mandela effect almost. Like, you know, you thought something was this way and then all of a sudden it's a different way. Me? Yeah. Weren't you telling me about someone who you had that conversation with? Maybe it was on another timeline. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Maybe it was. No, but I totally get what you're saying, though, Lisa. I because I the I Marina really helped me understand timelines because up until that point, I just didn't understand the concept. It was very hard for me to understand jumping timelines. What does that mean? You know, I just I really couldn't grasp it until. I studied her videos like back to back, just watching them um, like like literally like Netflix binging. But um, yeah, it's really helped me understand not just how parallel timelines work and how you can jump a timeline, but also the power behind you creating the timeline that you want to jump into. And I think, you know, I was just talking to you about this the other day that using this idea of projecting whatever reality you want into your hologram, as Marina would say, uh, that I've been using that now. That's actually what my meditations focus on. I've kind of moved away from like just kind of sitting still and uh, seeing what happens, like what comes in and, and using that time where I know my vibrations going up. I can feel the energy in my body just moving. I feel my hands buzzing and heating up and like all this energy pulsing out of them that I know I'm in a very good place to start manifesting stuff. So I'm kind of now using my meditations as like a vehicle, an engine to start creating everything that I want to bring into my life. And I go into this mode of literally 
putting a movie in my mind of what I want to see as my reality. And I go in and I literally am having conversations with people that I know. I hear the music in the background. Um, I smell whatever it is. Like maybe I'm in a kitchen cooking a meal. Uh, Like everything I... I am so aware of it's literally like watching my own movie of what I would like to bring into my now. And it's having very profound positive effects in my current now bringing so many incredible opportunities and um, encounters with people that I, you know, some might call it luck. Some might call it like woo woo. I don't know, but it's like, whatever it is, it's working. I love it. I'm happier than ever. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. So I think it's great. <laughs> Who calls it woo? Michelle. Michelle started. She's the first one yeah, I and heard a couple say of, that. Yeah. And a couple other guests have said like it as fringe. well. Um, but like for me, I think that has been definitely understanding timelines, understanding what zero pointing energy means and how to do that. And then under, and then really taking that, that quantum manifestation uh, protocol and putting it into effect into my now through my meditation practice has really transformed my realities and what I'm actually able to manifest gone, going beyond the money structure, you know, that we talked about, which I think is so cool. The other thing that I really um, learned was from Corinne. Yeah, Corinne. Or is it Corinne or Corinne? Corinne. When she spoke of, you know, I, I was having a hard time understanding when we first started talking about, you know, reincarnation and all these different lives and how old our souls are. And, you know, because a lot of this this stuff is is new to me as well. And trying to understand, you know, if you're, if your soul is so old and you've done, gone through all these experiences, how come in this life, you know, I'm not doing more, you know, have more gifts and more talents and, you know, helping, you know, millions of people or something. And she really helped me understand that, you know, we come in sometimes to help even clean up bloodlines, but that we're playing this part. And this part that we're playing really has our past experience really doesn't have anything to do with it. Like Brian, for example, when he had his Akashic records read and was told, you know, he had been a devout um, monk, you know, for numerous lifetimes and, and in this lifetime, he just wanted to experience, you know, the secular life and whatever, <laughs> you know, and being an asshole. Yeah. A we love you, Brian. He's an asshole. Um, <laughs> but that whether he, you know, his current beliefs right now and, and his knowledge of spirituality, you know, that is, seems to be, um, with all due respect, less than ours, like the knowledge that we have, isn't truly his soul's path. That's just the role he's maybe playing in this life for whatever reason to learn what it is that he needs to learn. He can't have the memories of that. And that was just, that was really eye-opening to me, that episode and her explaining some of that. It, it really helped me look upon people in this world completely differently. It took not judging to a whole new level for me. Like I can look at a crowd of people who maybe I judge as, oh my gosh, like these people just really don't get it or they're so not awake, you know? Yeah, so, you know, I look into a crowd of people or whatever and and where normally maybe it was hard for me not to be judgmental for, you know, maybe where they're at in their life or, you know, what I what I think is like, oh my gosh, you're clueless. I don't see it that way anymore. I'm just like, wow, like this could be the most, this oldest, most advanced soul ever who just came into this experience to experience that, you know, to experience being in this family, maybe that didn't have a lot of education or whatever the case may be. And and it's just, 
I completely agree. And I think that's that's really cool. And I think it's something really important to keep in mind, especially anyone who's, you know, working on their spiritual path, so to speak, that to get caught up in the ego, it's very easy. It's very easy. I, I know I've done it. I'm sure you've done it, Lisa. It's like, you know, the more knowledge you get or maybe the more experience you know, you may think, oh, yeah, I'm. it's not that you think that you're better than someone, but you may feel like you might know more or that you, you just maybe don't want to, I don't even know what the right word is to use, but. To be perfectly honest, standpoint, it's just like yeah, I'm smarter than I'm, you. I'm more advanced. I, I mean, I'm more I advanced know more than, than you. Than you. Some, something along yeah. the I'm more evolved than you. I don't know. There's, it, It's very easy to get into that trap if you allow your ego to manipulate you through this journey. And so it's always important to really kind of check in and, and humble yourself and really stay on top of that because uh i mean you see it all the time you see it all the time and and you're absolutely right because i think even with relationships if you're dating someone who maybe um is um either more uh, like on the outside looks more evolved than you spiritually or you're the one who's more evolved you may look at that person like oh what am i doing with this person they're they're not right for me this isn't me but it could be that either one of you is there to there. I mean, there's so many, re, there's, you know, there's an infinite amount of possibilities of why that's happening, but it could be that the person who seems less evolved is actually the more evolved and perhaps this lifetime, they're not meant to awaken and they're just meant to live out this life for whatever reason in that capacity, or maybe they will awaken and eventually surpass the person in perceived evolvement, which I think we've, met people who feel that way where they may have been in a relationship where they were maybe the less evolved spiritually and end up having growth that surpasses their partner. And and, and that can happen at any point, at any time, um, in multiple ways, you know, like it, you can flip and take um, one might be the driver and one might be the follower and vice versa. And so I think that's really. And then there's the, there's the 50% chance that that doesn't even happen and that we're all just absolutely, living these individual absolutely. lifetimes and that, and that there's no connection no hologram we're not from other planets we're not star seeds we're just we're just here we're here we're actual beings we're not holograms we're not on a computer I frankly like that a video game than, we're just know, here as far as theories go i don't like it better but i will say that that's a possibility <laughs> I don't like it better either. It makes me think of the beauty and the beast and, you know, the old lady that comes to the door and, you know, tries to give the rose. And I don't actually remember the story all that well, other than that she was the beauty, right? Like you thought that she was someone else and she ended up being the one that was the beauty. Yeah. You know, so you just never know. I mean, these are like, we like to call these meat suits of ours they're disguising our true, true identity and our true um, power and beauty. And, and I think that's what's so cool sometimes. about this whole podcast is that, you know, by exploring all these topics and ideas and talking to different guests is that, like Brian was saying in the beginning, we get to reflect on ourselves in whatever capacity it means for us. You know, it, it, everything we're going to absorb in different ways, whatever is more meaningful to us and it pertains to our life in whatever capacity is going to be most beneficial, then I think, you know, like that's what it's all about, that we get to understand ourselves better and get closer and closer to who we truly are versus what, you know, society has taught us to be or what our family wanted us to always be or project that, you know, like we get to be get closer to who we truly are. And I think that's really cool about it all. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm excited to see what the next year brings and how we evolve and our, how our guests evolve and, and uh, what new things Brian and Michael yeah. learn. Uh, I'm excited to, <laughs> to, to, to not see anything happen that you guys think is good. I'm excited for right, so- you guys have guessed that there's nothing that Brian and I could say because we're just programmed idiots. 
Well, it's been fun. It's been a great journey so far and one year in and I'm really excited about where this has gone to, the guests that we've had on, the topics we've discussed and some of the conversations we've had have been quite hilarious. So uh, I always like the entertainment aspect as well. Um, And to all of our listeners, um, speaking of, you know, going down the road uh we just i have an announcement to make for the waves of light cruise that we're all going to be on uh that uh we just announced that we have michelle walling and greg prescott of in 5d who are joining us michelle's gonna be one of our keynotes and greg is doing a special appearance he'll be doing a workshop with michelle on relationships i believe and so they're coming on the cruise with us which I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, tickets are still available. If you haven't gotten yours yet and you still want to, you can do that uh, by going over to the website wavesoflight.org. And uh, I know that a a few of our guests are going to be on that cruise and it'll be fun to do a podcast with them all in the same uh, place. And also some of our listeners are, I know some of our listeners are are going to be on that cruise. So you're you're going to have an opportunity and I'll and I'll be signing autographs. I'll be I'll be doing the three D portion. Yeah, of the I think we're all going to be in the in bar. The bar. I, I let's make sure that that's said. But um, everyone, uh, you if you're a listener and you're coming on the cruise or you want to, uh, you can be part of our episode as well. We're going to have mics that go around and ask questions. You can share your insights and all that. It'll be super fun, and uh, you get to hang out with us and drink, and you know that'll make Brian really happy because he 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 can't wait to sign autographs. So. <laughs> I think he's gonna print some headshots. Yeah, and- I'll have pictures of I'll have pictures of my ego. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for for being with us for the year, and uh, we're excited to. Uh, take this to a whole nother level in this next year coming up. So again, if you guys have any uh, stories that you'd like to share with us, any topic ideas, please send them into our email info at enlightenup.us. And uh, please keep sharing, sharing us with your friends and family and coworkers and whoever else you think is interested uh, because we just want to say thank you to all of you who are doing that because we can't believe the growth that we've had over the last couple of months. It's just really starting to blow up and we're so appreciative of all of your contribution to that so thank you very much uh from the bottom of our hearts and uh till uh, next episode that was great guys thanks for being around for the year it's been a lot of fun it has been thank you all right everyone we love you love you